You're listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody is having a great evening as we have got a lot to cover on the show, including the Atlanta Hawks getting a victory, the Brooklyn Nets rattle off six straight, and I'll have my latest bracketology update. And football has returned for the spring as the FCS continues their season and we get to have some football games. It's pretty amazing. Before I start this show, I actually want to give a special tribute to Rush Limbaugh. And I want to talk about him for just a second because a lot has happened over the past week. I only do this show once a week. And I do have some thoughts about Rush Limbaugh and the impact he had on my life. When I was a kid, Rush Limbaugh came on the scene as a conservative political talk show host. He had his own syndicated show in 1988, right around that time when I started listening to sports talk radio. I grew up in California. I listened to an AM station called KNBR 680, the sports leader, and I was upset that this guy was on my sports talk show. Rush Limbaugh was so popular that he was on from 9 to noon weekdays on KNBR 680. And when I started listening to him, I was thinking, that he was a sports anchor and as i started hearing him he's like i felt well he's not sounding like a sports guy what who is this guy and then it dawned on me that he was a political talk show host and i appreciated him later in life because of the political views that he had he had so much courage and he was a pioneer and he changed the game. It does carry into sports because it's not just sports anchors on ESPN giving you the facts and the sports scores. It is sports broadcasters that are opinionative, are not afraid to share their opinion like a Jim Rome, like a Dan Patrick, like a Colin Cowherd. And I have much respect for all those broadcasters that came on before I did. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've had this podcast for a year. I've had over 200 episodes. And I'm grateful that people like Rush Limbaugh and Jim Rome and Stephen A. Smith have paved the way. And I will continue doing this because this is what I love doing. Rush Limbaugh is going to be missed. He passed away at the age of 70 from stage 4 lung cancer. And he was a huge huge pioneer in the conservative political talk radio all right on to the show going to talk about the atlanta hawks getting a big victory at home against the denver nuggets 123 to 115 as trey young scores 35 points and clint capella chips in with 22 despite jamal murray scoring 30 points for the nuggets it wasn't enough to get the job done and the hawks are now 13 and 17. They're on the outskirts of the playoffs looking in and they just got to hold on until DeAndre Hunter comes back. He will be reevaluated in 2 weeks because of that knee injury. A lot of people think he's going to be out for at least 8 weeks and he is the difference maker. If you don't have DeAndre Hunter on the floor, the Hawks cannot be the competitive team that they want to be. 
and you look at the Boston Celtics struggling 15 and 15 they don't have any superstars they got two high lottery draft picks in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and they're not getting the job done Boston is struggling, but in the NBA, how about the Brooklyn Nets as they have rattled off six straight and they're doing it without Kevin Durant as they go to the West Coast and they defeat the Lakers, although the Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis. They go defeat the Clippers last night with Paul George on a minutes restriction, got pulled in the game, and of course there was that controversial flop by James Harden. One thing about the Brooklyn Nets is they are unstoppable on offense And I think that they are my selection to make it to the NBA Finals. When they get there, it will be hard for the Brooklyn Nets to stop anybody on the defensive side of the ball. They don't play defense. They will score historically, and they got the great shooters, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. You got three closers on this team. They know how to finish games, but can they get a defensive stop? That will be the question. And can the Brooklyn Nets gel together and reach the NBA Finals? You got the Philadelphia 76ers right now, 20 and 11. The Nets are 20 and 12. They're only a half a game behind the Sixers. Is Doc Rivers coach of the year? He's got the Sixers coaching up. Joel Embiid, he scored 50 the other night. Embiid is playing like an MVP caliber type player. You got Ben Simmons, a very electrifying player and Tobias Harris. The weakness that the Sixers have, they don't have any shooters. It is going to be hard when you're taking on a Sixers team and you're a team like the Brooklyn Nets that like to shoot threes or like the Golden State Warriors when they have everybody back healthy and you're just raining threes. How can you match up against the Sixers? And Joel Embiid's a good player, but he's more of a finesse player and he's not the type of player that will shoot the three-pointer. And Ben Simmons is still struggling with his shot. But right now, the Sixers are the best team in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, what can you say about the Utah Jazz? 24-6, and led by head coach Quinn Snyder. He is my pick for coach of the year. And they got Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, doing a great job with Mike Conley. But there's two superstars, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. The Utah Jazz are above the Lakers in the standings. Lakers are 22-9. and They're going to try to weather the storm by playing without Anthony Davis, which will be out for a couple more weeks. And then the Clippers are right behind them at 22-10. and So those top five teams are the strongest teams in the NBA that are looking to reach the NBA Finals. I really don't think anybody else last year's Last year's participant in the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat, having a disappointing year, and mainly because Jimmy Butler's not playing at the level he was last year, and they figured out Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They're both having sophomore slumps. They're just not the same players as they were inside the bubble during the Finals. All right, with the NBA All-Star Game approaching, I'm going to look at my mid-season awards, and this is the people these are the players that i think are going to win their award respectively for mvp i'm gonna say it's gonna be joel Embiid. it should be lebron it should be lebron every year he is your mvp he hasn't won the award in seven years when are the riders going to look at lebron james and give him the mvp they always want to give it to Giannis, or they want to give it to derrick rose or they want to give it to steph curry 
and Joel Embiid's having one of those MVP type years and the Sixers have the best record in the Eastern Conference. So why not give it to him? But I still think LeBron is the MVP. Rookie of the year, it's LaMelo Ball. He's averaging 14 points a game, six rebounds, six assists. He is an electrifying player that has got the Charlotte Hornets in a playoff race. LaMelo Ball is the better of the Ball brothers, and he has exceeded expectations in the NBA. Yes, Anthony Edwards is leading all rookies in scoring, and he had an incredible dunk where he posterized his defender. But the Minnesota Timberwolves are the worst team in the NBA, and they just fired their coach. One rookie that I like that is a dark horse to win NBA Rookie of the Year is Sacramento Kings point guard Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton is doing very well. He's third in scoring with all rookies, and he's done a good job. Other rookies to look at, Emmanuel Quickly for the New York Knicks, doing a pretty good job this year. Patrick Williams, he had a double-double the other night for the Chicago Bulls. And also, James Wiseman. James Wiseman is going to start getting more touches as the Warriors will include him in the offense, and he looks to be a good rookie as well. Most improved player, it's going to be between Shai Gilgis Alexander from the Oklahoma City Thunder or OG Anunoby from the Toronto Raptors. Your sixth man of the year is going to be Montrez Harrell. There is no doubt that Montrez Harrell is going to win sixth man of the year for the Los Angeles Lakers. Your defensive player of the year is either going to be Giannis or Anthony Davis. Although Davis is injured, not sure if the voters are going to take that into consideration. Your coach of the year is either Doc Rivers or Quinn Snyder. So those are my midseason NBA awards. College basketball, we have bracketology going on as we've got some great college basketball matchups that happened over the weekend, including Michigan defeating Ohio State. With the college basketball season wrapping up in just a week, we get ready to lock in these conference tournaments and get ready for the NCAA tournament. It is hard to believe that Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and Michigan State, according to Andy Katz, right now, all the tournament teams projected, these four teams, these four powerhouses that have always been in either in the final four or they have made the tournament just about every year could be in danger of missing the NCAA tournament. Duke needs a lot of help. Kentucky, even though they've won three straight, including a big upset over Tennessee, Kentucky has got to run the table and win the SEC tournament to get into this tournament. Eight and 13 is not going to cut it. Same with Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, not even ranked. And they have struggled. They've got to do well in their tournaments, respectively. Right now, the four teams that are projected to be number one seeds, according to Andy Katz and this website that I went on, Gonzaga, Baylor, which are the only two teams that are undefeated left in the NCAA, and Ohio State, Michigan. Right behind them, projected to be number two seeds, is the Illinois Fighting Illini, Alabama, Villanova, and Houston. Now, Alabama, this is one of the biggest stories in college basketball. I've talked about it on my show. I think that what Alabama has done as a basketball program is incredible. And a lot of kudos to a team that could go 
pretty far in the NCAA tournament. Right now, they're projected to be a number two seed. Your teams that are projected to be a number three seed are Virginia, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Tennessee. Even with Tennessee losing to Kentucky over the weekend, I still think that the Tennessee Volunteers are a strong number three seed. All right. The teams that are on the bubble, the first four out, I got UConn, St. Louis, Richmond, and Western Kentucky. The last four in right now is VCU, Stanford, Oregon, and Colorado State. The next four out on this list include Penn State, Maryland, Syracuse, and St. John's. There's going to be some teams out there that are not going to make the NCAA tournament. I can't imagine Duke making the NIT. The last time that Duke missed out on the NCAA tournament was in 1997, led by Cherokee Parks. And Coach Mike Krzyzewski wasn't even coaching that year. He had some health problems, and he sat out for the 97 season. All right, I can't believe I'm talking about football in the spring. Well, the FCS decided to continue the season in the springtime and it is great if you are a football fan jackson state defeated edward walters university 53 to nothing one reason why this was a very significant win it was the head coaching debut of hall of fame cornerback Deion sanders say what you want about the guy he can coach it doesn't take a genius to figure out who can coach at this level Deion Sanders has got some great players at Jackson State, and they just dominated the game. And Deion is going to have college football fans talking about him, especially in the spring when your football fans don't have the XFL. You don't have anything that resembles football in the spring except this. You also had... Locally here in Georgia, Mercer drops a game to Wofford, 31-14. Mercer is now 0-4 on the season. Remember, they played three games, and they pick back up here in the spring. They will host the Citadel at home next week. So we have football here in Georgia. So if you're in Macon, that's not a bad football ticket to go see the Mercer Bears play football. Locally here in Georgia, we also have another FCS program that is pretty talented, Kennesaw State. They will take on Shorter University this Saturday at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Kennesaw State suspended their season in the fall. They're starting back up in the spring. Head coach Brian Bohannon is trying to get them back to where they need to be. They constantly make the FCS playoff. They constantly make the playoffs every year in the FCS. And Kennesaw State has been a program that is to be reckoned with since they came into the league in 2015. And they have a pretty good fan base. Fifth Third Bank has got fans coming to the stadium. You have a huge alumni in North Atlanta. And the KSU Owls kind of wish their basketball program would do good things, but it's great that they have their football program playing very well. Now, North Dakota State defeated Youngstown State 25-7. One thing about that game, no Trey Lance. He has opted for the NFL draft, so as North Dakota State continues their season in the spring, we're not going to be able to see Trey Lance as he prepares for the NFL draft. But I'm excited about football. I know we have the NFL offseason, 
And I didn't get to touch up on how I felt about Carson Wentz getting traded to the Colts. Remember, I only do the show once a week, so I'm going to talk about Carson Wentz. I feel the Eagles got hosed. They had to give up. All they gave up was a third-round pick and a conditional second-round pick. If Carson Wentz plays 75% of his snaps, that second-round pick will turn into a first-round pick. And the Colts won that trade. Now Carson Wentz is reunited with former offensive coordinator Frank Reich. Carson Wentz is going to have a bounce back year and do well for the Colts. I think this makes Colts the I think this makes the Colts the favorite in the AFC South and to possibly represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Say what you want about Carson Wentz, maybe it maybe being in Philly and having Nick Foles lead them to a Super Bowl after he had an incredible regular season, maybe that was in his head. I mean, there's a statue of Nick Foles outside the stadium. And that didn't sit well with Carson Wentz. And plus, he got benched for Jalen Hurts. And there was that turmoil. And, of course, head coach Doug Peterson getting fired didn't help either. If anybody could bounce back, it is Carson Wentz. Now, the Texans are not going to trade Deshaun Watson. That is the latest report. But there are teams that are interested. How much are you willing to give up to get Deshaun Watson? The Panthers talking about giving up Christian McCaffrey, some first-round picks. The Miami Dolphins are now interested. The Denver Broncos. Of course, the 49ers are interested. But I think that Deshaun Watson will stay in Houston. (coughs) (coughs) Cough. All right, locally here in the Chattahoochee Valley, congratulations to... Columbus State Cougars men's basketball player Hunter Preston for winning conference player of the week after scoring 25 points after leading the Cougars to a 70 to 69 victory over Lander he scored a career high he scored a season high 25 points and almost upset car as the Cougars almost upset as the Cougars almost upset College of Charleston, an NCAA Division I program, as they lost in overtime 86-83. They were up 76-68 with two minutes left to go in the game. And College of Charleston went on a nine went on a nine-to-two run to force it into overtime. The Cougars are now 5 and 7 overall, 5 and 6 in the Peach Belt Conference, and they will travel and they will host Georgia Southwestern University February 24th at the Lumpkin Center. It will be this Wednesday. You can catch the game on 88.3 or Cougar Sports TV. Congratulations to the ninth ranked Cougars baseball team as they swept Flagler University. 6564 and they're now 2 and 0. They will travel to Greenwood, South Carolina this weekend to take on Lander University. So, good luck to the Cougars baseball team. They are ranked and they're looking to do good things in the Peach Belt Conference. All right, hockey fans, it looks like the Columbus River Dragons will kick off their season, and March the 14th will be the first time 
that you can go to the Civic Center and see the game. They're going to, they're going. All right. That's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. Now, last week I was on Facebook Live, and I got to tell you, that was quite the success. I had more viewers than I have ever had as far as... I've had more viewers on the Facebook Live page than I've had listeners, and it's not even close. Facebook Live is such an amazing tool because people will watch it And as I'm trying to get this podcast going, I decided not to do Facebook Live this time, but there will be some times that I will get on Facebook Live. One of the challenges of doing this podcast is doing it simultaneously with Facebook Live because then I'd go back and I would edit the podcast later. So that is something that I am working with. I'm trying trying to tweak it, but looking back, You know, I'm doing this podcast once a week now, and I do want to reflect on the one-year anniversary of my final audition at 95.7 ESPN Radio, where I was a guest host, and they were going to make a decision the first week of March. Of course, I will never forget that because I was at training for my job. I was anticipating them calling me sometime that week. And then March 11th, 2020 was when they canceled just about every single sport, including all the local sports in Columbus. The River Dragons canceled. Columbus State Baseball canceled. The Columbus Lions canceled. An entire two months of no sports to talk about. We were talking about the last dance. I was getting on and doing my podcast. I was still doing my podcast, talking about the NFL draft, the NFL offseason, And it got more and more difficult to do this podcast when there was no sports going on. Now, we have the vaccine. Sports are still being postponed. There are some games where they have the COVID protocols and they're doing that. But we had a very successful Super Bowl. Major League Baseball. Spring training is going to start. All right, I want to talk about the upcoming Major League Baseball season as this is the year that the Atlanta Braves will host the All-Star Game at Truett's Park July 11th through the 13th. And the Atlanta Braves have been making moves. They've signed third baseman Jake Lamb and second baseman Jason Kipnis. They re-signed Marcelo Zuna. The Braves are going for it. Although the rich get richer, Trevor Bauer signs with the Dodgers. That is an elite team with all-stars all around the lineup. And the Atlanta Braves are trying to duplicate that and try to get past the NLCS as when they blew a 3-1 lead over the Dodgers. This Braves team will have Mike Soroka back. I feel confident in the starting rotation of Soroka, Max Freed, and Ian Anderson. I think that is a great starting lineup for their pitching rotation. Ronald Acuna Jr., He's going to break out, and he is going to be a superstar, but he's getting underpaid. Is that going to be a factor? Is he going to feel unhappy that he's not paid like a Fernando Tatis, who got a $300 million contract from the San Diego Padres? Incredible. 
I am excited about this upcoming baseball season, and I'm looking forward to seeing fans back in the baseball stadiums. Of course, we have baseball here in the city of Columbus, as the Columbus Chattahoots will play at Golden Park, and their home opener will be June 11th. Cannot wait for that, as the Woodbat Collegiate Summer League will kick off in the Chattahoochee Valley. What a great time to be a baseball fan. That is all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. Don't forget, I am on Facebook as well. Went on Facebook Live last week. It was a great success. I had more viewers on Facebook Live than I've had on any of the listening platforms on my podcast. That is a great tool to reach out and get more people to listen to my podcast. I decided not to do Facebook Live this week. I'll try to do it next week. I want to try to do it maybe once every other week. It really, a lot goes in to simultaneously doing Facebook Live and doing my podcast at the same time. And you could tell this is very taxing. I try doing this podcast every day. That got exhausting. I was overwhelmed, overworked, and like when I was in college and I had that late night talk show, I was burned out. Eight episodes in, I decided to pull a Dave Chappelle and I just decided to quit. And I left my co-host Brad Page in the dark, but there's a silver lining. He actually got a new co-host, Travis Creasy. And he is a rising star. He has a podcast with Ben Hayes called the Ben and Travis. It is amazing. And so I'm really glad that I've seen other people flourish through my mistakes. That's great. Anyway, long story short, you don't want to get burned out when you're doing these podcasts. I've decided to do it once a week now because I want to give my listeners the content that they deserve. I know I started out the show talking about Rush Limbaugh and I know that he is one of those guys that's a very polarizing figure. I'm not sure I'm a polarizing figure. I feel that I am a personality and I love sports and I love sharing my opinion about sports and I can talk any sport and... I can even talk about the Australian Open. Novak Djokovic wins his 18th Grand Slam. Naomi Osaka won the women's side. And I don't really talk much about tennis, but I was actually in the barbershop the other day. And, of course, the Australian Open was on. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. And Serena Williams was in the match. Serena Williams is a very, very polarizing figure. You do not want to turn... You do not want to turn your eyes away when you're watching Serena play tennis. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my Facebook page. Don't forget... That is all the time I have on the show. We had quite the show last week, a success. On Facebook Live, I had more viewers than ever before on this podcast. 
I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I'll try to get back on Facebook Live. Of course, I'm at a remote location. I'm trying to do this podcast. But I'll be back in the area where I normally do my Facebook Live show. I'll try to get back on the air. If not next week, the week after is going to be a success. I know that you enjoy seeing my Facebook Live and doing the podcast simultaneously because the numbers don't lie. The Facebook Live numbers just skyrocket. They skyrocket and they are just through the roof. And it is a success. I hope everybody has a great day. Make sure you're practicing social distancing and you're wearing a mask. And I hope that I can talk to you next week. I could talk about WandaVision. I love that show. I, I'm i trying to guess who the cameo is going to be in the final episode. Maybe it's Captain Marvel. All right. Everybody have a great day. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.